our testimony tonight. There is nobody in heaven and earth that is greater than you. You are the most high God. You are the most awesome one. You are the holy one. You are the great one. You are the wonderful one. Father, we bless your name. We thank you. We thank you for the assurance that we have in and through you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that whatsoever we commit into your hands, we can have absolute confidence that you are well able to keep it. And so tonight we thank you as we refresh ourselves in your presence. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's upon us and that's within us. Thank you for our time together, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the manifestation of your goodness in every life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the revelation of who you are all of our lives. We bless you, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thanks. Thank you, guys. So tonight, we just, uh, I just want us to go quickly over what we covered on Sunday and then pray. Is there anybody here that does not know the definition of grace? Okay, maybe let, let me reverse that. Can anyone give me the definition of grace? Last Sunday, we spoke on the grace for excellence. Grace for excellence. What does grace mean? To you, don't worry about the theology. Don't worry about the what you other people say. What does grace mean to you, Brother Charles? Unmerited favor. Amen. Does everybody agree on that? God's unmerited favor. So if, if it's unmerited, that means I don't have to earn it. I don't have to work or do anything to merit it. Most of us here, we've gone to school, whether it's elementary, secondary, university. And you know, nobody gives you a certificate unless you go through a series of exams and you pass. You're a professor. You know, do you give your students just A grade without taking the exam? They have to take the exams. They have to take the exams. But it just blows my mind when I think about the grace of God towards us. And I'm not sure that we can ever get to the depth of it to fully comprehend it. How God, so great, so magnificent, so holy, so powerful, will extend grace to me and you and say it's unmerited. Not only is it unmerited, it's undeserved. It's unearned. And for our human mind, because everything else we have to deal with in the realm of this earth, they're earned. You can't, nobody gives you a job at Coca-Cola and says, well, you know what, we just saw you walking on the street, you look good. Here, here's a picture. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Coke does not give grace. There must be an exchange. You pay, you get a bottle, you get a drink. So we live in a world where constantly we are challenged to receive based on what we've given or what we've done. And yet God says, with me, when you deal with me, it's, not, it's, it's a totally different ballgame. It's, it's unbelievable. Because when we look at the passage that we used last Sunday, Jesus is speaking in Matthew chapter 5, and he's talking to these guys who were totally, completely within the realm. If me and you were to pick people that you're going to call, you're going to be the great example of the kingdom. Those guys were far from it. In Matthew chapter 5. 
he was talking to a bunch of unbelievers. They were not born again. And that's not the first time he's done that. And the, the time, the, when I first began to see this in the scripture, it blew me away. Because in Matthew chapter 5, where he said, you are the salt of the earth, he's not speaking to priests, he's not speaking to those in the synagogue, he's speaking to the multitudes that we know for a fact were not yet born again, because Jesus had not yet been to the cross. But he says to them, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, with confidence, with confidence. In Matthew chapter 9, we see him do a similar thing. But the Bible says he looked at the multitude and he said he had compassion on them because he saw them as sheep without a shepherd. So men and women that you and I will have written off, Jesus said these are sheep. They just don't have a shepherd. So we see that grace within the Lord Jesus is not just something, it's not a doctrine, it's not just something. This is who he was. And by extension, this is who he is today. Constantly qualifying people that are unqualified. People that otherwise could never, ever be qualified, he qualifies them. Now, so the, the point is, if he did that to those who were not born again, if he spoke so graciously about those that were not born again, how does he look at us today? How does he look at us today? You know, Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, was complaining about how he was being buffeted by a messenger of Satan <laughs> that they had a thorn in the flesh. And he cried to God. He prayed three times. And when God spoke to him, the only answer God gave is, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for you. So I think we need, I just want us to talk a little bit tonight, how do we receive grace in the measure of the need that we have? How do we appropriate that grace? Second Corinthians, I believe, chapter 9, talks about how uh, God is able to give grace sufficiently for us so that me and you can come forth with every good and abundant work that God wants us to do. So how do we, when you wake up in the morning and you're having issues, you're having challenges, how do you receive the grace to overcome that? This last few days has been, it's been like a whirlwind for us in my house. Every day something else happens that just changes the, 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 the trajectory for the day. Every day. Something, some different thing that's going on. It's just one phone call, and uh, your, your days may be, <laughs> the day may be upside down. I mean, this is for real. Not just with my wife's mother. I mean, uh, okay, so last Thursday, okay, so she passed on Wednesday. Uh, yes. Thursday morning, about uh, five something, my phone went off. A text message, a WhatsApp message, I've looked at it. I don't know if I want to go into this story. No, seriously, because it's just, it's just it, I don't want to get you lost telling my own story. But I'm just trying to explain to you how their grace, how we must appropriate it every day 
And first of all, the fact that you are walking in grace does not mean you will not have challenges. In fact, if you are not having challenges, you are not in grace. I can almost tell you that. Because he told Paul that my grace is sufficient. And that grace comes to, 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 to supply in the time of your weakness. If you don't like, what do you need grace for? Okay, so what happened was sometime in April, we were trying to register T3 in Nigeria. I got a guy, registered the name, he got, no, he, he reserved the names, two different ministry names. No problem, bam, he got it. But then he said to us, he said he cannot continue to process the whole thing to finish the registration of the ministry. So I had to go to a different person who would take it up from there. And that different person said, well, you know what? Because of some things that happens within the registration agency in Nigeria, it's a no-go. That the best thing to do was to let that first name reservation expire. And after the expiration, he will reapply for it and get it, and then move forward. No problem. So that name expired May 20. So I'm thinking May 21. Just get it back. Right? The drama just started. Because when the thing expired, in the systems of CEC, that's the name of the organization in Nigeria that does registration, in their system, it never returned the thing back to the, it didn't zero out. So we were waiting every day. Applying every day and they denying it. Applying every day and they denying it. Because I all want to know. And I did not want to change the name. They said, change your name. I said, no, this is the name that God gave us. Why are we going to change it? So on Thursday, after my mother-in-law's passed, we are dealing with that. Thursday morning, the first call I got. This guy, this new lawyer said, okay, that uh, in order to move forward with the registration, every board of trustee that we said, <laughs> every one of the board of trustee that we said, that they want to see all their certificates to make sure that they are able to do the, ah. I said, we just, we had the name a few weeks ago with no such stipulation. From where is this coming from? And someone told me, okay, get, start getting your certificates. So I started looking for mine. I couldn't find any. My, my head is so, I mean, <laughs> but I'm saying it to say, so, 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 the, so this, this was the beginning of my day. I'm searching everywhere. My wife is going this direction, I'm going that direction. And then finally I said to myself, let me go back to the guy that did the first thing, the first one. Let me go back to him. So I replied to this lawyer, I said, you know, okay, give me to Monday, I'll give you the certificates. Give, it, give me to Monday. So I had between Thursday, and I had a reprieve. So plan B was, go back to the original guy. I said to him, okay, can you get this thing done? He said, well, yeah. That we were the one that stopped him to begin with. I said, okay, get it done on Monday. And by Monday, so this is my goal. <laughs> once, he, once he gets me the name back on Monday, I'll fire the other lawyer. So by Monday, 12 noon, the guy had gotten the names that this other guy could not get without any conditions. Without any conditions. So immediately, I just sent a text, I fired the other guy, and told him, 
Don't, don't bother any longer. We have, we have, we have, we have. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, but I'm saying that to say to you guys, now in between all this stuff, other things were happening. All kinds of other things is going on. Back and forth. My wife is not here tonight because they called us at about 4 o'clock. There's something you have to go do in the funeral home. But in the midst of all of this, you have to keep your sanity. And the only way you do that is drawing strength from the word of God. That's the only way you do it. Because when I look for certificates for about two hours, I said, wait a minute, what are you doing? What, I mean, where, where you I chilled down, took a pause, sang my praise songs. <laughs> Dear Allah, you've not heard me do auditions, so you don't know. <laughs> I know you are the audition king, so we'll, we'll leave me out of the audition. And that's when the idea came to me to go back to the guy that did it for the first time. And I found that the guy was willing to do it all through the first time, Wally Banks guy. But Wally Banks told the guy he must do the thing in two weeks. The guy said, no, I can't do it in two Give me three weeks. So, so it was a pleasure. So he said, no, I can't do it. But, but Wally Banks never told me that him and the guy had that conversation two weeks or three weeks. He totally removed me from that and just fired the guy in my behalf because the guy could not do it in two weeks. I said, three weeks? Man, I'll take three weeks. <laughs> so I'm just saying to us, the essence of what I'm saying is, we will have challenges. That's not the problem. It is in the midst of those challenges that God shines forth. That's, those times, those seasons, are the times you should not back down or back up. That's a time to draw on the grace of God that is available through the word of God and by his spirit to be strengthened and receive the revelation of God. What do I do in this situation? I mean, it's crazy to think that this guy's asking for all, and, and I'm asking him, I said, my, Mr. Lawyer, when I first got these names, nobody asked me for these things. Why is this? He didn't reply. He didn't reply. I'm asking him, do you have contacts within the agency? He didn't reply. And yet he's charging good money. Good money. I had to fire him. <laughs> fire him and went back to my other guy who was not a lawyer. Barista. The, the guy that got this number is not a lawyer. He's not a lawyer. But obviously has people working within the system. And he's charging us half what the lawyer is charging. Yeah. In one day, he got it done. And he's doing the rest of the stuff now to, to com complete the thing. And we did not have to change the name. That's the point. In the meantime, this guy said, change the name. Why should I change the name? So I'm saying to you, no matter what you're faced with, the answer is in the word of God through which the grace of God is dispensed to you. Absolutely. But you need to take a moment. Don't allow the whirlwind in which you are to carry you away. But just take a moment and take a pause. If you have to get into praise, if you have to get into prayer, if you have to get into reflection, into meditation, whatever the avenue that turns you on. You know, in marriage, you tell you different people have different love languages. The same thing in the realm of the spirit. What do I mean by that? What is it that turns you on 
that brings you into the consciousness of the presence of God. The presence of God is around you all the time. God is not like his spirit are going back and forth. No, it's there all the time. But what is it that at the press of a button, you sense that person? Do you understand what I'm saying? There are some songs that I, that I sing. If I sing those songs two or three times, I don't, see, I don't see nothing, don't feel anything, I must be gone. I must be in heaven. I'm some, <laughs> the world is coming to an end. I, I no, but seriously, seriously. There are certain things, and there are scriptures that we can call life scriptures, certain scriptures that the, the scriptures have spoken to you umpteen times. That all you have to do is meditate on that word of God and you sense the overpowering presence of God in that moment. That's what we need. Any questions? I'm going to call Pastor Nate. We're going to pray. Any questions or comments? Come on, guys. Ah, the song? No. <laughs> no, I, I, no. Those songs, man. <laughs> if Diola was not here, I would share it. Diola is the, is the choir master. I don't, want, I don't want him to judge my, my voice. <laughs> Do you have a question? No, but, but do you guys understand what I said, though? God, in fact, in that scripture in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said to, to, to Paul, my grace is sufficient. You know what it means? It, mean, it, it didn't say, I will give you grace. My grace is sufficient, which means you already have it. It's already available for you. You don't need to get a FedEx to get it. No. It's, it's, it's available now. You have it already. My grace is sufficient. You already have it, Paul. Use what you got. That's what they say. Amen? Any comment, anybody? It's got anything? Yes. It's a comment. I was just reading 2 Corinthians 9. Um, 12. 12. 9. Yeah. In GNT. In what? G- what's it? Oh, GNT. Good news translation. Okay. My grace is all you. Very simple. Very simple. But, but you know, those, those simple things is too simple for us. It's like we want something very complicated. I can it be I can it be just so simple? My grace is all you need. Come on. There must be something else. After that, what else? That's all you need. After you do something, that's all you need. And I'm telling you, as we embrace the simplicity of a child, look at your children. We can learn from these kids. As you embrace the simplicity of a child and just believe God at this word, I'm telling you, we're going to start seeing things happen. Amen. Are you guys ready to pray? To activate the grace of God in your life? Amen. Give me a mic, please. Ah. Praise the Lord. Shall please be upstanding as we pray for a few minutes. We're just going to um, dovetail into uh, prayer from what we have just been taught. In Hebrews chapter 4, from verse 14, 15, and 16, uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 14, Seeing then, we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, just in case you're confused about who that great high priest is, he tells you, Jesus, the Son of God, 
Yes. Let us hold fast our profession. All he wanted to say is hold fast your profession, but he's giving you reason why you must hold fast your profession. That seeing that we have not a high priest, because hmm. in the Old Testament we had high priests that stood in between God and the people. But this one is a great, as a qualifier, a great high priest. And the high priest of the Old Testament is fixed here on earth. In fact, when he goes in to make intercession for the people himself, he couldn't be too sure he would come back. But in Jesus' case, he said, we have a great high priest who has passed. He's not here on earth. He's passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. That word hold fast means to grab something with the intent of not letting it go. Hold fast your profession. You don't grab it with your hand. You grab it with your mind. Regardless of what is happening, hold fast your profession. I like the next verse, 15. Hebrews 4, 15. He said, for we have not a high priest. He uses a double negative to express one positive. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched. Two negatives make a positive, right? So it means we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. That word, touched with the feelings of, is translated by one Greek word, sympatheo. Sympatheo. Sympatheo is the root word from which we get the English word sympathy. But that's a transliteration. The actual meaning of sympatheo means fellow feeling. It means that whatever you're going through, Jesus has been there. For we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. For he was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Now on the basis of 14 and 15, you now go to 16. Let us therefore come, not just come, but come boldly. Why must you come boldly? Because you have a high priest that's passed to the heavens. You have a high priest who is a touchable high priest. A high priest that knows what it feels like to be betrayed. A high priest that knows what it feels like to be hungry. A high priest that knows what it feels like to go through what you're going through. He's a touchable high priest. Let us come boldly. To the throne room of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need why don't you lift up your hands now and begin to thank the great high priest thank him that he's a touchable high priest that there is nothing you're going through that he does not know there is nothing happening to you that he cannot feel i want you this evening tonight to know that jesus your touchable high priest has passed to the heavens and because of that, whenever you pray, he takes your prayer and he can tell the Father, give them mercy, give them mercy, give them mercy, give them mercy. For I've been where they are. I know what it feels like to go through what she's going through. I know what it feels like to go through what he is going through. Therefore, Father, extend mercy to them. Extend mercy to them. Extend mercy to them. Extend mercy to them. We thank you, our touchable high priest, our touchable high priest, our touchable high priest, our touchable high priest. We thank you tonight. We bless you tonight. You are all in all. You are a touchable high priest. Oh, for we have not a high priest 
who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. You are at all points tempted like as we are, yet you are without a sin. We want to thank you. We therefore come to the throne room of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Thank you, our touchable high priest. In the name of Jesus. You know, not to bore you with theological jargons, but there's something in theology called hypostatic union. Hypostatic union means the dual nature that is found in one singular person of Christ. Divinity and humanity find their culmination in him. That's why he's the God-man. Now, the basis on which Jesus gives you grace is not his divinity. Jesus gives you grace on the basis of his humanity. Because he felt what you're feeling. He's been there. Therefore, when you pray for grace, he can extend grace to you because he understands what you are going through. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched. Means he is touchable by the feelings of our infirmities. We want to pray tonight and say, Father, I want to thank you, Jesus, that you came to experience what I'm experiencing. Therefore, I have all boldness with which I can come to your throne that I know when I pray, based on your fellow feeling, you can extend your grace to me. Whatever you're going through, I want you to mention it to the Lord and say, Lord, you know exactly what I'm going through. The hurt, the disappointments, whatever it is, the betrayal of trust, I come to you tonight. And I thank you that you know what it feels like. Therefore, I approach the throne of grace that you might give me mercy and that I might find grace to help in time of need. I want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. There are a few things I'd like for us to also pray on for the few minutes that we have left. In the book of John, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, it says from verse 30, and many signs did Jesus do which are not recorded in this book. Verse 31 says, but these are recorded that you, in believing, you might know that he is the son of God. In other words, what John is telling us is that Every miracle that is recorded in my literature, it is strategically selected to show one thing. That Jesus is the son of God. Or that Jesus is God. That in believing, you might have eternal life. What are some of the miracles? We want to pray them. Seven strategic miracles. Miracle number one. John 2. Turns water into wine. Wine in the Bible stands for a state of joy. You want to pray today. If there's joylessness in your life, say, Father, turn my water into wine. Give me the wine of the Holy Spirit. I want you to flood my heart once again with joy. That as I'm encumbered by the pressures of life, that as I am pulled down by, by, the, by the weights of the cares of this life, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will turn my water into wine. Give me the joy of the Holy Spirit, which is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Father, we want to thank you. Lord, tonight we pray the state of joylessness would make way for the flooding of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Flood our hearts. Let the extension of your grace bring to us the joy of the Holy Spirit. That Lord, we will have the strength that is from you. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We want to thank you. In Jesus' name. Second miracle, John chapter 3. The official son that was healed. 
He said, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. Just speak your word. We want to pray today that whatever is ailing you, that as the word of God proceeds from Jesus' mouth, you will be healed. That it will be healed. That situation shall be turned around. You want to pray today. Father, turn my situation around. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Second strategic miracle that is recorded in the book of John, that we might know you are the son of God. It had to do with the healing of infirmity. Heal our infirmities. As we cling on to you, our touchable high priest, heal every infirmity in our lives, in our families, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every infirmity that is long-standing tonight, in the name of Jesus, we identify Jesus as the son of God, and we declare today you will bow in the name of Jesus, make way that the living God will be manifested in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Miracle number three, John chapter five, the pool of Bethesda. At the pool of Bethesda, the Bible says there was a man that was infirm for 38 long years. And he had nobody to help him. Jesus steps on the scene. And when the, the pool was stirred up, he didn't have anybody. But Jesus gave him a quantum leap. He didn't have to go in there. He said, just take your stuff and walk. And then he walked. We want to pray today that Jesus will show up on the scene. Give us a quantum leap. That he will cut through the chase. Whatever bureaucracies and red tapes stand in your way. That he will clear all of them and give you a paradigm shift. That will take you to your destiny. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray tonight. In the name of Jesus, that you will clear every hurdle, every roadblock. Perhaps you have, had, you, have had, you, have, you have applied for something. It's taking long. They're taking you through unnecessary bureaucracy and red tape. In the name of Jesus, the water does not have to be stirred for you to get your healing. When Jesus is right there, it does not matter the angel anymore. He can override the activity of the angel and tell you to take your stuff and walk in Jesus' name. We speak tonight and we declare in the name of Jesus, wherever there be bureaucratic red tapes, we remove all of them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the grace of God avail for us that we might have instant results by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Miracle number what? Three. John chapter six. Four. John chapter six. He turned, he gave, he fed 5,000 men besides women and children. So in actuality, he fed over, over 12,000 people. He said 5,000 men Besides women and children, we have five loaves and two fish. We want to pray today that he will multiply your bread. He will multiply your fish. That Jesus, the miracle worker, the one who is the son of God, that the fourth strategic miracle that shows that he can multiply our resources, multiply our resources, our father, stretch our resources by your grace. In the name of Jesus, we pray today in the name of Jesus, whatever scanty resources we may have, perhaps you are here and you're scratching your head, you're looking at your account is going down, nothing is coming in and you know you might hit rock bottom in the next three or four months. We pray Jesus that you will multiply our bread. Multiply our fish. In the name of Jesus let there be a stirring. Let there be a multiplication. Lord we pray in the name of Jesus rise up. Increase and stretch our resources. You are the one that took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed over 5,000 people. Thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Miracle number five. The same John chapter six. Jesus walks on water. You want to pray 
The water was a source of agitation for his disciples. But when Jesus walked on it, he looked at it and said, peace, be still. You want to pray today, whatever is agitating your spirit, whatever is agitating you, whatever is agitating you in any sphere of life, you want to speak to that thing and say, hear the voice of Jesus saying, peace, be still, peace, be still, peace, be still, peace, be still. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we pray, we ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will rise up and you will speak your word, peace, be still. In the name of Jesus, in our domestic situations, we declare peace, be still, perhaps your health, your health is going through challenges, turbulent times. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your health. I say, peace be still. In the name of the Lord Jesus, peace be still. Peace be still. Peace be still. Hallelujah. Because of time, real quick. Miracle number six. Miracle number six. John nine. The man that was born blind. John nine. The man that was born blind. You want to pray that whatever is ailing you, people may have said, in this family, we are born with this. Limitation is our portion. That Jesus, when he stepped on the scene, he gave the man his sight. You want to pray that regardless of the background narrative, you have a different story because Jesus has stepped on the scene. You want to pray tonight and ask that Jesus will step on the scene and change your history. Change your DNA. Change the chromosomes. Change your family setup. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray now, oh Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Like the man that was born blind. With a limitation that has been accepted even by his own family. We declare tonight. In the name of Jesus. Give us our eyesight. Let there be vision for us. We may have been visionless. Oh, but we declare the vision of the Lord is come to us vision is come to us vision is come to us vision is come to us speak to us oh god change our circumstance in the name of jesus separate us from our lineage separate us from our history separate us from the limitations that the past people of our lineage in the name of the lord jesus hallelujah 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 the last miracle in the book of John. The last miracle. And then from, it's found in John 11. Where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. And in that same miracle, you have one of the I am statements. There are seven I am statements in the book of John. Okay? I'm the bread of life. I'm the light of the word. I am the drawer. I am the shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. I am the resurrection and the life. You want to pray today that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, as he resurrected Lazarus, a man that was hopelessly dead, and the brothers and the sisters did not even believe that Jesus could do it. They said, Lord, if you had come earlier, he would have not have died. Jesus said, do you know who you are talking to i am called the resurrection and the life if i speak life it comes to pass you want to pray today that whatever is limiting you and holding you down in the grave the grave shall be excavated today the word of the lord will excavate you today you will get your joy once again that like the book in the book of ezekiel when the dry bones shall find their own pieces and put together you 
you shall be a great army once more in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you. We give you praise. 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 We thank you that you are the resurrection and the life. Every death situation in our lives. Every death situation in our lives. Father, raise us from that death situation. We thank you. We magnify you. We honor you. Glory be to your name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, I'll end with this story. There was a man that got in a very bad car accident. Broke two of his legs. But God saved him. He didn't die. He was put on prosthetic legs. And all of a sudden, he had to learn to walk again. And part of the process included physical therapy. So he would go to this physical therapy. And the instructor, the physical therapist... Guy came one day, the physical therapist said, Look at me. I want you to walk like me. Forget whatever pain you're going through and walk like me. Guy just zoomed across the room, zigzag all over the place. And the man who had just received the prosthetic legs was trying, and he would fall every so often. So he looked at the guy, he said, You know, you're pushing me too hard. You don't know what I've been through. If you know what I've been through, you would be patient with me. And physical therapist drew close to him put his foot on a stool, his leg on a stool, and he raised his trousers. And he realized he also had prosthetic legs. He said, I've been where you've been. I've gone through what you have gone through before. I know what you are feeling. Therefore, if I tell you it's possible, believe me that it is possible. I was once there. That is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched. That means he can be touched. Jesus had prosthetic legs like you. He was betrayed. When he was thirsty, they did not give him water. He knows what it feels like, even to be hungry. Therefore, the next time you pray and come to the throne of grace, know that you're appealing to somebody who has already walked where you have walked. On the basis of that, he gives you what you need. God bless you. Amen.